Greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. As always, we are here every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 o'clock until 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And we are here primarily for you. Because you and I are the only ones. Yes, the only ones that can improve our health. Or, our, or allow our bodies to deteriorate because we may not know better or maybe you just don't care. Maybe you like eating all that junk, all that non-nutritious food because you like it, because it's pleasurable, tastes good, convenient to make, cheap, whatever it might be. We are destroying our bodies or we are building our bodies every day. We have a choice. Those should be our goals for this year is to work on the health of our bodies if you want to. I'm just here giving you ideas as how you may use some of these ideas to improve your health if you want to. You know, we all are here based on free will the freedom to make choices. Sometimes we don't know what the right choices are. That's the problem. And the food manufacturing companies don't want to tell you. They like selling cheap, highly processed, prepackaged foods. Cheap. They have a good margin on those foods. And the drug companies don't want to tell you how to get healthy because they can only sell their drugs to unhealthy people. Their customers have to be sick. It's a, sick it's a sick industry, believe me. So no one wants to help us be healthy. And the government could care less. Nobody from the federal government ever will spend time or money to try to encourage families how to eat better. You know, it's Pfizer... $16 billion of profit in the last quarter by selling vaccines. You know, it's all money, money. Follow the money, you'll know where all the answers are. But we have choices. And we can make new choices all the time. And when you set your goals, as I said last week, as I was talking more about how we can change our lives by changing, by changing our choices. So we all have the ability to set goals on our health. And I'm going to give you some excellent advice today. Not my advice, but some of the top pieces of information that we were able to research this week for our show today. So I want to talk to you about ginseng for women. And then I'll talk to you about sugar and viral infection. Otherwise, COVID-19. Viral infection. Upper respiratory tract infection. People dying. And you may not have put together 
that while sugar is one of the most toxic, unhealthy, I can't call it a food because it really is not a food. Sugar is a poison. Now, if you took a teaspoon of sugar or ate a candy bar with sugar, you're not going to die. But people are getting sicker over time, decades after decades, of eating up to 250 pounds of sugar per year, replacing many other good, nutritious foods, and the damage that sugar does to the heart. In fact, fat is not the enemy. Fat is our friend as long as you choose a good source of healthy fats, not unhealthy fats. There are both kinds. And if you choose healthy fats, they are the friend of the body. Where sugar is the enemy of the body. It is the, actually the super villain. Where cholesterol and fat are healthy for us. It's all based on greed and money. As to what we are eating today. We talk about how nuts, which aren't very often eaten, they seem to really come out at Christmas time. Christmas tradition is a lot of nuts are shared either as a snack or even at meals. Nuts should be out all the time. They're one of our top nutritious foods. And when you experience heartburn, and it's worse at night, is there something unusual? And then we'll talk about, yep, you know, as we get older, we seem to lose our memory. Or we have short lapses of memory. We walk into the living room or to the kitchen and wonder why we walked in there. We have to stop and pause for a few moments. Why did I walk in here? I can't think of why I came here. Where are my keys? I thought I put them on the table. We forget so easily. But you know, now there is a drug that damages your memory. I bet you thought I was going to say now we have a drug that will improve your memory. Absolutely not. Many drugs, many drugs kill brain cells. And a particular drug that damages your memory. And what you should be doing every morning, not having a bowl of sugar cereal with skim milk and a glass of orange juice, what a terrible meal. What an unhealthy meal. But you should help yourself with a high fat, high fat, F-A-T, burning breakfast. And then I'll give you some options on how we can lower our depression. We have a lot of things on the agenda today, and I know we won't get through all of them today. But I always like to be prepared to have a lot of things to talk about. 
But per, first of all, we're going to talk about ginseng for women. You know, years ago, because if you look at a root of ginseng, it looks like a man. Now, I can't get that. I do think it looks like a human. I think it has a little bit of a resemblance of a body. But because someone said it looked like a male root, a man root, that should only be used by men. But it can be used by both men and women. And one time they also said too that women, it changes women's hormones. It does not. And the best form of ginseng is red ginseng. Now when ginseng grows, either wild or by farming, domestically, all root is white ginseng. It's called Panix Meyer ginseng. That's the name of the species. White ginseng is harvested after about four to six years if it's been farmed, raised. The longer it grows, the more powerful it becomes. But they can't grow it for 10, 20 years. They would never be able to recover their economic cost. But in the wild, there is plants out there that have been growing for, for 10, 15, 20 years. So the white ginseng is harvested, dried and peeled, and then cut up in whatever, slices or chopped up in pieces or powdered or made into an alcoholic ginseng tincture. But the best is red ginseng. And red ginseng is exactly the same species, the same root as the white ginseng, but it's the white ginseng that has been steamed or cooked, which causes the ginseng to turn red. It is a well-known traditional medicine, primarily used to strengthen the body, like an adaptogen. It's one of the oldest adaptogens in the world. It's mostly revered and thought as sacred in the Asian countries, Korea, Japan, China. And it strengthens the body and produces a tremendous amount of energy. It strengthens the immune system. And over time, has some effect on cancer. Red ginseng has benefits for everyone because it especially is a powerful, powerful an adaptogen. If you have a tremendous amount of stress, if you can't sleep well, if you are always sick, your immune system is run down, you are tired, exhausted, fatigued, Red ginseng, and a very special form of red ginseng, called HRG80. There have been several studies on this form of red ginseng, known as HRG80, for clarity of mind, increased energy levels, strengthening the resistance of the body, 
including the immune system. And it can be used by everyone. But especially for women, it can benefit increased libido, increased sexual arousal, up to 13%, versus the placebo in menopausal women. It increases energy in women by 20% and reduces fatigue by 25% for postmenopausal women who are taking red ginseng. Now, if you really want a great libido booster or a sexual enhancement for women, there's a very interesting formulation that combines red ginseng with maca in postmenopausal women and menopausal women. Six weeks of maca supplementation reduced sexual dysfunction scores as measured by a standardized assessment by approximately 30%. And rhodiola relieves fatigue, improves mood, reduces irritability, and binds to estrogen receptors without activating estrogen. It does not produce estrogen. Ashwagandha. These three herbs, maca, rhodiola, ashwagandha, when complexed with red ginseng in a formulation, in otherwise healthy women experiencing sexual dysfunction and reduced libido, increased overall sexual health by almost 20% and arousal, sexual arousal, specifically by 30%. So how do you use red ginseng? Well, red ginseng that is particularly grown by a system of hydroponics Grown in water, not soil. Ginseng is one of the most sprayed crops in the world. When it is farmed, the crop will not be harvested for at least four to six years. So if you're growing a crop for six years, and that crop is always plagued by mold, fungus rot, insects, and destruction. You don't want to lose your crop in the fifth year or fourth year. So you want to make sure that your crop that is planted, that you intend to grow for six years, and this is the way it's done, farming ginseng. It is sprayed with pesticides, herbicides, and fungicides every year for six years. It's one of the most 
highly concentrated pesticide concentrations in ginseng. The red ginseng, previously white ginseng, grown hydroponically, does not require any spraying. And it is nourished by a systematic combination of nutrients over just one year period, not six. But the one year period causes the hydroponically grown ginseng to be as powerful and effective as a 20-year-old wild-grown ginseng found in the, out in the wild. And then, of course, it is cooked, which causes the red ginseng. So this red ginseng, HRG80, has had no sprain, no solvents, no toxins, and it is very, very concentrated. It is seven times more concentrated for the rare noble jacinocytes, the key active compounds of ginseng, and it is 17 times more absorbable. So look for whole red ginseng, HRG80, with high levels of jacinocytes. These are the active compounds. This is a combination of 300 milligrams of red ginseng with maca, rhodiola, ashwagandha, and zinc. A good combination to be taken daily to enhance sexual desire, libido, and enhancement in women. Sugar. Oh my God. We could spend days on the damage sugar does in the body. And you have to think about this. In the early 1900s, we were consuming on average, per individual, about four to six pounds of sugar. It was found in some food. But think how our ancestors ate, our grandparents, great-grandparents, maybe 90 years ago, 100 years ago. A lot of the food was canned, fresh, fruits and vegetables. And the only place you found sugar was in candy. A few desserts. They didn't have soft drinks loaded with sugar, high fructose corn syrup. And some people drinking six to ten soft drinks a day. Sugar in coffee drinks. Sugar, sugar, sugar everywhere. And now it has been estimated that each individual, on an average basis, annually, consumes close to 250 pounds of sugar per year. I don't eat any sugar at all. And I know many people listening to this program have understood the damage that sugar does and is eating less or maybe none at all. So on a national average, somebody else is eating our sugar. 
So they may be up to 275 or 300 pounds of sugar. And that's why we have an epidemic of what is called type 2 diabetes, which is really optional. We don't need to have type 2 diabetes. There's no such thing. It just means your blood, when diagnosed, when it's taken out of your vein, it has a lot of sugar. So the doctor says, oh, you have diabetes. You do not. You have too much sugar. Cut out the sugar and eat a high-protein, high-fat diet with low carbohydrates and low sugar, and you'll no longer have type 2 diabetes. Probably one in a hundred type 2 diabetics may require drugs. But it is not a drug deficiency disease. You are not a diabetic unless you say so. In fact, there are two ways to reduce the risk of COVID-19. COVID-19 complications. Here, here, are, here are actually two studied ways to reduce the risk. I should say three. Lose weight. The African Americans have the highest ratio of obesity. 48% of black Americans are obese. And that's why they have the highest level of viral infection and death. Plus also too, I believe, this is my belief, is because they have such dark skin, they do not absorb vitamin D, D3. So, being overweight, and that's easy to, to correct, right? How did you get fat? You didn't eat too many calories. You did not eat too much food. You ate the wrong food. I don't believe in dieting. Because most people that lose weight will gain it back and use the 20% more. And when you, get, when you diet, you don't just lose weight, you lose muscle. When you lose 50 pounds, 35 to 50% of that 50 pound weight loss is muscle. Now, as it has been shown in studies, almost everybody will regain the 50 pounds on the yo-yo diet, right? And when you gain 50 pounds, you don't gain muscle, you gain more fat. So each time you lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, you lose muscle, gain fat, lose muscle, gain fat. So even if you might only weigh 130 pounds because you lost a lot of weight, you may be all fat. You have lost all your muscle strength. Eat less sugar, less carbohydrates, and sleep more. A study looking at approximately 500 
active duty military members found a significant connection between the amount of nightly sleep, sugar consumption, and the risk of COVID-19 complications. Now, specifically, this was done in this manner. Consuming more than three servings of sugar-sweetened beverages per week. Per week, not day. Not day. Oh my gosh, everybody that drinks soft drinks drinks probably two or three soft drink beverages every day. Sugar-sweetened drinks. But this was just per week was associated with a 74% increase in the odds of hospitalization. Now, does anybody, like Dr. Nightmare, uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name. Yeah, well, Fucci, I guess. Um, Telling everybody we need a vaccine. Nobody says eat right. Nobody says stop drinking these sugar-laden, sugar-sweetened, laden drinks. And it can reduce the odds of being hospitalized by 74%. Just sugar. Don't you think a doctor would want to help you be healthy and not push the vaccine? Oh, okay, maybe the vaccine has some requirements for some people. But that's not between what I'm thinking. I'm not, that's not for me. But maybe somebody should be talking to the doctor. Talk to your doctor if you think you need a vaccine. Or maybe you should ask your doctor if you do need a vaccine. But we have a vaccine built within our body. It's called the innate immune system. Our body learns to fight infection, fight viruses, if we allow it to learn how to fight it. And, and once we are, even if we're healthy, once we have the vaccine, once we have the the, the infection, our body will never have it again, probably. There's good studies that shows that as well. Once you've had COVID-19, you're probably more vaccinated than a vaccine. But sugar is one of the most damaging, and I don't want to call it a food because it's not a food, but it's, it's in our food category. But sugar, anything sweetened with sugar whether it be drinks or food or candy or whatever it might be, like baked goods, are causing people to be sick and increasing the need for hospitalization up to 74%. And the hospitals are overwhelmed, but nobody says, stop eating sugar. Eat healthy. Eat more protein, eat more fats, eat more good foods. I've got to pause, but I'm, going to, I'm not going away. So, so don't you go away, you stay right there too. I'll come right back here on Terry Talks Nutrition. I'm Terry Naturally, right after this message. And welcome back, my friends. We're going to be here till the top of the hour. We're going to be here till 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And if you want to join us, you can join us anytime you want. Live, by going to terrytalksnutrition.com, our website. And you can click on live in the area of the radio show section. Or you can go in and you can pull up any radio show that you'd like at your convenience, anytime. And listen wherever you are. Take it with you, wherever you want to be. If you're 
out enjoying a, a hike or a walk or run or if you are on your stationary bike or outside on your bike, many, many people take us with on, on their um, screens or, or phones or wherever you go. Uh, you can listen to us anytime you want. And right now we're talking about how bad sugar is, not only just for all increased risk of diseases, but especially of COVID-19 complications. More people who drink sugar-sweetened beverages. More than three servings a week, that's all. Just three servings a week or more was associated with a 74% increase in the odds of being hospitalized for COVID-19. Now, don't you think the easiest thing to do would be not drink that sugar-sweetened beverage? Because your body is so compromised, your immune system is so compromised, the Americans are so weak, they have no resistance, they have no health foundation, that just a virus tears up this world. It's crazy. And I know people that got COVID-19 that are extremely healthy and they had no symptoms, no signs whatsoever because they're healthy. The more conditions that you are struggling with, underlying health conditions, the more more possibility of being hospitalized or death. And then getting less than seven hours of sleep per night was associated with an 84% increase in the odds of needing hospitalization compared to getting seven to nine hours of sleep. Folks, I'm telling you all the time, we choose the level of health that we have to live with and deal with and are challenged with. You don't need to be sick. You don't need to fear a virus. They put the fear in us. There's no need to have a fear. We need to have an increased need of fear of the virus if we don't do the things that are healthy. A healthy body doesn't get sick. A sick body gets sicker. So we can reduce sugar and, and carbohydrates. I think most people should have a, a carbohydrate gram concentration for the day, about 75 to 100 grams of carbohydrates daily. The American diet is 500, 400 to 500. So all those carbohydrates, you may not look at them as sugar, but they are sugar. Baked potato, carrots, beets, anything under the ground, any root vegetables, a starch, and bread, crackers, pasta, desserts, Anything that is made from a grain or the flour of a grain 
is the carbohydrate. And those carbohydrates, in order for them to be metabolized by the body, has to convert those starch molecules, those combination of molecules, into simple sugars to be utilized by the body. They are all sugar in one form or another. And then we have the sugar, sugar, sugar that is refined and processed. We have the high fructose corn syrup. So we're consuming about 250 pounds of sugar. Just think about that. 250 pounds divided by 365. Close to, uh, close to I would think, about three quarters of a pound of sugar per day. Yeah, I know you don't have any sugar bowl. I know you don't buy sugar. Manufacturers dump sugar into everything. Your coffee drink in the morning is loaded with sugar. Every glass of orange juice is about 14 to 16 teaspoons of sugar. We just are laden with sweet taste. And we want everything to taste sweet. And if it's not sweet, we don't like it. But that's killing us. The sugar is killing us. And then we consume about 67 pounds of high fructose corn syrup. So we can stop and lower the risk of being hospitalized by reducing sugar up to 74%. Isn't that worth it? Getting less than seven hours of sleep per night increase the odds of needing to be hospitalized by 84%. We can make a difference in our health. If you're sick and you're tired of being sick and tired of being unhealthy and tired and you want to be well, you have every right to make the choice of getting rid of the crap in your diet, the sugar in your diet, Eat fruit, but low-sugar fruit. And if you're really sick, maybe you have MS or Parkinson's or ALS or cancer or, or type 2 diabetes or heart disease, you lower your carbohydrates down to less than 100 grams per day and you eat a high-protein, high-fat diet, um, you're going to be healthy. You're going to have... In three to six months, you're going to say you never felt so good in all your life. You're going to feel like you've lost 20 years of your aging process. 20, you'll feel 20 years younger. So cut the sugar. Why? Primarily to strengthen the immune system. We have that immune system built into our body to protect our body like the army of a country. They're there to strengthen the health of the country, protect the country from foreign invasion. Our bodies do not have the resistance to fight against foreign invasion of a virus or bacteria or even fungal infection. Candida albicon. Researchers tested the effects of the keto diet. The keto diet, K-E-T-O, is short for a ketogenic diet. 
which is a high-protein diet. No high-protein does not hurt your kidneys. If you have a kidney disease, then I would check with your physician. But if you do not have any kidney problem, protein does not hurt your kidneys. That's an old myth. You need a high-fat diet. Get rid of the sugar. Now, we have given up fat because of the wrong information on fat and sugar. Fats were deemed as demonic. They were bad. The supervillain. And we were told to cut out fats to be healthy. And all the foods were made fat-free, low-fat. And we ate more carbohydrates, more carbohydrates, more carbohydrates, and look around the country. Everybody is fatter. The fat didn't make them fat. The carbohydrates make everybody fat. If you're fat, you're eating too many carbohydrates. Not too many calories. Not too much food. You're eating too many carbohydrates. And the keto diet on the immune system was a tremendously strengthening response. What they did was they exposed two groups of animals to the virus, to the influenza virus. Half the mice ate a high-fat, low-carb, ketogenic diet. And half the animals ate a high-carb diet. The results, the mice or animals on the ketogenic diet had double the survival rate. No significant illness was associated with weight loss and better oxygen, blood oxygen levels than the carbohydrate diet. The ketogenic diet activated immune cells, the T cells in the lungs, which resulted in a reduction in viral activity. The carbohydrate diet did not have this effect on the immune cells. And those animals became sick. So, suggestions for better sleep. You know what to do about sugar. Dump the sugar. Go on the ketogenic diet. And on my website, terrytalksnutrition.com, I have a simplified, modified ketogenic diet. Just look for the diet tab, click on, and you'll see my suggestion for how to eat a high-fat, high-protein, low-carb diet. And for sleeping better, I recommend melatonin. 5 to 10 milligrams an hour or two before bedtime for everyone. Not for just sleeping. We need it all the time. Melatonin is secreted every day under perfect conditions, but nobody has perfect conditions. But it was designed by the Creator to release melatonin from the pineal gland in the brain every day, every, well, actually every night. And that's why it's associated with sleeping better because it was designed to be released at nighttime. So take 5 to 10 milligrams 
an hour or two before bedtime. Or you can use some combination of essential oils. Some people like promoting their sleep cycle with essential oils, or both. But a good combination is Ravensara, lavender, lemon balm, and mandarin orange. About 250 to 500 milligrams before bedtime. Or you might also include Echinacea and Gustafolia, not for cold and flu. This is the very special form of Echinacea that has been standardized for the alkamides, where when it's used for cold and flu, it's standardized for the polysaccharides. There are also alkamides, which are like cannabinoids, that are attached to brain cells to reduce anxiety and stress. Some people don't sleep well because they can't turn off the anxious moments and the stress level. So 40 to 80 milligrams before bedtime. This is a good way to build your resistance. If you want to be able to lower your risk dramatically, significantly, maybe entirely, of ever having a strain of flu or a virus attack you and you not being able to be able to recover. And even if you got mildly sick but was not hospitalized, you have really reduced your complications and maybe death. The stronger and more healthy you are, the greater chance you have of reducing COVID-19 complications. It's so simple. A healthy body may remain strong and healthy against all foreign invasion. A sick body has no resistance. Like a sick army trying to protect its country with no ammunition, no organization, no uniforms, no, no ability to fight against any invasion of another army. Completely unorganized. But build the strength of the army. Build the strength of your army, the innate immune system, by dumping the sugar, dumping the carbohydrates, getting a good night's sleep, Those are all very powerful ways of doing it. And those are actually research studies that shows dumping the sugar, increasing the sleep cycle, makes us stronger and healthy. And then I, I top it off for myself personally. I love andographis, propolis, and elderberry. All three are supplements that I include in my personal regimen against COVID-19. Now here's some information that I think is quite interesting. 
Nuts. N-U-T-S. Nuts. Our great cancer preventators. See how powerful food is? Drugs don't prevent cancer. If you were healthy and you wanted to prevent cancer and you took a drug, you probably would end up with cancer. Most cancer drugs that are dispensed for the treatment of cancer have to be monitored very, very carefully because in time, the cancer drug kills the patient before the cancer does. And they can't increase the drug as the cancer patient gets sicker because then they will kill the patient because these drugs are so toxic You can't make a body healthy by giving them cancer drugs. And you can't prevent cancer with a drug because you probably would get cancer. But in this study, almost 3,500 breast cancer survivors reported their nutrient intake including nut consumption, soon after their diagnosis, and were followed for the next eight years. What were the results of this eight-year study? Nut eaters had overall higher survival rates and longer disease-free survival rates than women who did not eat nuts at all. The greater the amount of nuts consumed, the longer the overall survival rates. A meta-analysis. Now a meta-analysis is a study that is a conclusion of all the studies of a given study Contents. So there may have been 20 studies on nuts. And they took the 20 studies on nuts, the 20 studies on nuts, and they analyzed those 20 studies to come up with one total final analysis. And that's what's called a meta analysis. So a meta analysis, M E T A, meta, meta analysis, published last year, looked at over 30 studies on nut consumption and lowering cancer risk, or if there was a lower cancer risk, and found the risk of cancer decreased by 10% for every 20 grams per day increased intake of nuts. So eating a good fistful of nuts every day is a good way to include increasing your risk, lowering your risk of cancer. So like 20 grams is about 15 almonds. 
somewhere in your daily intake, try to include a good, I think, a fistful of almonds, walnuts, macadamia, all nuts are good. I particularly do well, much better well, much better well, that's a good way, um, with walnuts. Walnuts are much easier for me to digest. I get more value out of them. Um, almonds are more difficult to, to digest. But any nut form, chew them well. It takes a lot to digest nuts, so don't gulp them down, but chew them very well. So if you have heartburn, and so many, many Americans are eating anti-heartburn drugs like candy. And when your heartburn is worse at night, it may be keeping you up and not allowing you to sleep. For people who regularly experience heartburn, up to 75% of them have symptoms at night and at least once a week. People with nighttime heartburn usually have more severe symptoms. Why? Because at night, stomach acid has no longer to be in contact with the mucous membranes, the esophageal tissue. When lying down, stomach contents can more easily leak back into the esophagus. And a sleeping person swallows about three times an hour versus at least once a minute when awake. So how do you get lasting natural, natural relief of heartburn and GERD? Many of the products that are sold, like Nexium, to relieve heartburn and GERD, destroy the natural stomach acidity. And we really do need to restore stomach acidity to have a healthy body. All of our protein, all of our minerals have to be digested with acid. We release betaine hydrochloric acid from the lining of the stomach to break down our proteins, the meat, fish, or whatever you're eating for protein, has to be digested in an acidic environment to break down the meat or chicken or whatever it might be into the individual amino acids, or at least a complex of short and long-chained amino acids. And this is done with hydrochloric acid. But when you take something like Nexium, that blocks all acidity. So now you're not digesting your protein. You're not digesting any minerals. And there are major complications with these drugs. Even the 
over-the-counter medication like Tums and Rolaids. But you can reduce the symptoms of heartburn and GERD with a combination of two oils. D-limonene. D-limonene is an oil that's extracted out of the citrus peels. And sea buckthorn, an oil from the sea buckthorn berry, and a combination of about 600 milligrams two or three times daily. D-limonene, that's spelled D-L-I-M-O-N-E-N-E, D-limonene. Both protects the stomach lining and without interfering with the acid production and also helps paralysis, the contractions of the intestines that keep food moving through the digestive system. Sea buckthorn is a source of beneficial fatty acids, especially known as omega-7, and shown to protect and heal stomach ulcers, as well as reduce inflammation in the intestinal mucosa. So you can reset your digestive system by taking a blend of 14 Ayurvedic herbs, including ginger, andagraphus, coca-cola, about 800 milligrams with a full glass of water at bedtime. Now this is the way to really improve your digestive system and to get natural relief of heartburn incurred. Well, my friends, we have just a few seconds left before we leave the program for today. Um, very happy that you joined us. I'm always pleased that you're here with us every Saturday and Sunday. Uh, go to terrytalksnutrition.com to learn more. You can listen to the radio show wherever you are. Take it with you if you want. Or listen to us live in the local area. And also you can subscribe to our newsletter. We send out a new newsletter every Friday to your email address. So subscribe to our newsletter. And we'll get you more information every week. You can be healthy if you want to be. You are the only one that can improve your health or destroy your health. So say a prayer for this crazy, crazy world. God bless you, my friends. And God bless America. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.